0: But this girl's like, you know, beautiful, she's smart, she's fun. It's different from most of the girls I've been with. So call her up, Romeo. Why, so I can realize she's not that smart? I mean, you don't this girl's like perfect right now, I don't want to ruin that. Maybe you're perfect right now, maybe you don't want to ruin that. But I think that's a super philosophy, Will. That way you can go through your entire life without ever having to really know anybody. And that's from Goodwill Hunting. And are there any what we call defense mechanisms that you might have that keep you from pursuing your goal? Whether you think, oh my gosh, she's so ideal, but you know, I love my image of her. And if I get to know her, I'm going to be crushed. She's going to let me down. I'm always let down. And so he defends against that feeling that he's going to be let down by not meeting her. But there might be something deeper going on that maybe he feels that he's not good enough and he'll be exposed if he meets her. So, you know, when you go through therapy or even if you journal or do some good introspective work, many times you or any of us will come across patterns in our life that have gotten in our way, that don't help us enjoy our life. They're those defenses, the things we guard against. Usually we do them protectively because, you know, maybe in our childhood or earlier on we needed a coping strategy of not being let down once more or not letting people see too deep into us because they will be critical which we have learned to guard against and sometimes those don't serve us well. Those old coping strategies can mess up relationship after relationship. And it's a good thing to tune into them, not to beat yourself up but to have some self-empathy and to figure out maybe what's going on and figure out maybe some better ways of managing your own emotional life so that you can enjoy your life better, make some changes. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, and my number is toll-free, 1-877-DRKENNER, Kenner, I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions. And even though it's not therapy, it's an opportunity to get some tips that uh, maybe you'll explore therapy or maybe not. Maybe you will read some good self-help books or maybe just think about something a little differently that puts your life on that better track. And right now, I want to welcome to the phones, Christopher. Christopher, you have a question on people lying and what makes people lie and slander someone. What's going on?
1: Okay. The problem is over now, but I mean, it sort of left some negative feedback. You know, and um,
0: somebody lied he, about you
1: yes, they i I've, I've known this person for about five years or thought i- i knew him yeah, you know he he befriended me and everything, and i i mean it was it was a relationship in the beginning, okay you, you know, and then uh, then we wound up falling out, but we we didn't meet you know, we weren't really intimate for a long time but then we fell out but then i you know i'm a mature person so i tried to remain friends with this person and everything
0: yeah and
1: you know he started over over a period of time saying negative things to me and to you about you yeah to me and and about me
0: so to other people also
1: exactly and you know nothing I could do is right,
0: yeah,
1: and uh you know he started you know people would tell me that he would uh try to distort my image to people behind my back and you know, and uh then what happened was you know he he was evicted and everything, so I was kind enough, he needed a place to stay. I let him stay with me, okay, and he just be then he just became, you know, nasty and hostile, and you know, and and uh, I wound up putting him out because he said something really nasty to me, and so I wound up, uh, you know, I yeah. put him out. He started what, continuing. i
0: Chris? I'm sorry. Yeah. No. What I'm hearing is that you the what you've been through, the pain that you've been through, that you had a relationship with this fellow, and then. He, uh, you tried to stay friends with him, and you heard him gossiping about you or spreading rumors about you. Rumors are untrue, and you. It, sometimes he said that you could do nothing right and distorting your image. And then he, he fell on bad times. You let him back into your house, and he. Escalated. Instead of thanking you, instead of apologizing, he escalated. So, what what is your question? What would you like some help with?
1: Well, my question is, why would somebody want to? Okay, I'm gonna just narrow it all down. Why would somebody? You know, I thought he was my my uh, conclusion was I thought he was very jealous of me, but I didn't okay. know that at the time. Yeah, and because you know he would say negative things for no apparent okay, reason okay so you why. came
0: you came face to face with you know I'll, I'll take your let's take what you experienced firsthand Many times, if you have good aspects about yourself, if you do handle things maturely, if you kind, if you are a decent or upstanding or a, a, a relatively nice person, or um, mm-hmm. then there are people in your life who are not quite that way, and right. it, sometimes it's a sibling, sometimes it's even a parent who is envious of their child because the child is making better choices or progressing further, and so people who are envious, uh, and you know, everybody occasionally will feel jealousy or envy sometimes they're used interchangeably, sometimes they make a little distinction between them. Um, but th- sometimes jealousy is okay, and I'm mm-hmm. going, but not the type he had, I- assuming that's true. This is the okay jealousy if I see. Uh, let's say somebody played the piano really well, and I say, oh, I wish I, I'm so jealous of you, I wish I could play like that. Do I sound Mm -hmm. like I'm going after them? No. No, that sounds like a compliment, right?
1: Exactly, it does.
0: Okay, and,
1: go ahead. see, the, the way this ended out was, and how I figured out it was jealousy, is because he was hanging on to every word that I would say, and then he then he the last thing he did was try to slander my name to my family he tried <laughs> and he didn't even know my family you know yeah. and he never even met he knew that i had a brother that i didn't get along with And
0: okay here's you know, when you share an intimacy with someone this happens with couples who get divorced or break up or partners any partners or even close friends that some you share it's sometimes when you let a friend into your life and they you share some of your inner world with them you know who you like who you don't like what your real mm-hmm. feelings are then that relationship goes sour and they use that information as a weapon against you not good a good character trait in them If they do that. So what's really good about you is you are judging him. You're using your mind to evaluate this situation and hopefully take away from it Whatever cues you saw him using on you, and there are certain methods that envious people use, jealous people use. Not the good mm-hmm. not the good jealousy where it's really admiration, but a jealousy that says, I want to take this away from you. I'm jealous of you or I'm envious of you, and I want to take it away from you. Um, when, when someone's doing that, you need to keep your distance, and we all need to evaluate the people in our lives. And when we detect envy, to stare clear of them or just put them out a little farther in our lives not get together with them as often so here are the okay. basic let me just tell you because i know we need to wrap up the basic me- methods that the envious people use number one is they will denounce the good in you so i remember someone once said to me oh ellen what are you going to hit the books again because i read a lot and, and right. that was jealousy And I thought, oh, that didn't feel very good. You know, when my husband would say something, it's like, oh, what book are you reading? It's more admiration. The second thing they do is that they will act morally superior, you know, roll their eyes, put their nostrils up in the air and, you know, and act as if... Or would they be
1: quiet, or would they be silent when they're around
0: you? They can be silent, so you can't read their mind, and they can try to induce guilt or self-doubt in you. You don't know what you're talking about. They try to control you.
1: They They try to
0: destroy you. They try to make them look better. They might take themselves look better. They might take something minor that they did and compare it to something good you did and make themselves look superior or pick someone else who did something that you did that is better than you, and try to always, always that cutting edge, always putting you down. And the best thing you can do is what you did—you evicted him—and learn from it. The lesson not to take from it, Christopher, is that all people are like that. And the, que- the 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 lesson to take from it is that you have good judge. You want to be able to judge the people in your life and remove those who are like that. Listen, thank you so much for the call. I'm Dr. Ellen Ken- I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. So you wanna- sun.